I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, we are recording, Dylan. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. And actually, Dylan, I've got something to say. Oh my goodness, what? Hello. Hello. Did you hear that? I had a row. Guess who's, guess who's here? <laughs> oh no, who that? <laughs> it's today. Oh my goodness, what a, what a cheeky surprise we got going here. We've got a special guest, Dylan. She's back from the dead, just like Casper himself. <laughs> I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you. Oh my goodness! Uh, to clarify, Sinead isn't dead, um, but she's back. Well, clearly, <laughs> she's never been dead unless she went through the machine in Casper. We're getting ahead of myself. Sorry, <laughs> getting ahead. Yes, Sinead got in touch this week, Dylan, and she wanted to watch Casper and talk about it as a special guest from the Christina Chronicles. Oh goodness me! What you picked the wrong one, didn't you? <laughs> Fuck me. Anyway, we'll get into it. I guess we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is I Miss You Man. My name's Lonnie. The other guy's name's Dylan. And we're joined by Sine, who is my partner and also a my partner in life and partner in podcast because she's on I Only Like You in Movies with me, aren't you, Sine? I am. I am. Disappointed we didn't do a Casper retrospective for that, but, you know, that's fine. I mean, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, think I'm going to disagree with you guys about this. So maybe it was a good choice because... Full disclosure, Dylan, I've been here the whole time and I heard your opening remarks and oh, boy, yeah. oh boy, do I have some rebuttals. Oh yeah, go on. <laughs> I'm ready. Dylan, Dylan, can you first tell us what I Miss You Man's normally about and what the Christina Chronicles are about? Well, I Miss You Man in general, Lonnie. It's about you and me having a bloody good time, good catch up each week, taking each other through topics, could be anything, life, pop culture, everything in between. And our special series, The Christina Chronicles, is where we dive into the filmography of our favourite actor of all time, Christina Ritchie. Oi, oi, oi. That's her. This week we've watched Casper. <laughs> and I have a feeling that it might have been a, a cultural touchstone for Sine in her youth. Is that right, Sine? It was just on a lot when I was younger. It felt like it was always on TV. That but it was. I, I didn't have the sexual awakening that oh. some say occurred during Casper. Jeez. <laughs> okay, explain yourself. Have you not heard this discourse? About the ghost? So when Casper becomes human, <laughs> and Devon Sawa, is that how you say his name? I think so. <laughs> is human Casper, apparently that was like a big thing for girls back then. And it was like their first crush. You know, you say that, Sinead. I mentioned this to my sister last night that we're watching Casper mm. and she mentioned this, not in those exact words, but she was like, oh, yeah, boy Casper was a was a big um, big crush, you know, for lots of – because she, she would have been about 10 or so when this came out. So, yeah, she was right in that age frame. 
Um, that that wasn't you, though, Sinek. No, not not at all. Probably um, the inverse. Oh, <laughs> if that's possible. A sexual sleep. <laughs> Hibernation. Hibernation. That's true. <laughs> Uh, Dylan, did you have a sexual awakening watching this film? Um, I mean, when I was younger, I might have had a little crush on Christina Ritchie in this movie. Yeah. I remember watching it a lot. I taped it on VHS on TV like a naughty boy. <laughs> it's all we Mum, had, Dylan. It, it was, it was. <laughs> Mum even uh, taped out the ads for me, so it was like a proper film. It's best she could, but, you know. Watched it a lot, I remember that. Uh and now I don't know why I did after watching this. <laughs> so what are your overall thoughts, Dylan? Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think I, I can't give overall thoughts. I think I have to go one step at a time okay. through it all. Okay. I'll, just, I'll outlay the, the basic plot for everyone who's listening. Please do. So a kid dies. Uh <laughs> Turns into a ghost. His name is Casper. Lives in this mansion with his three uncles, Stretch, Fatso, and Stinky. They aren't really his uncles, so that's a whole thing. See Casper a spirited beginning for more on that. But also trash. <laughs> um, anyway, he's a ghost, but he's not just any ghost. <laughs> I'd go as far to say he's a, a friendly ghost. Hey? Is that his moniker? I think that's fair, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. He just wants friends, but everyone's scared of him. That's, the, that's his bloody trouble in life, or in death, rather, should we say. Nice. Thanks. That was forced, but that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's like a, a premise of who Casper is, but that's not really what the movie's about, is it? Oh, my God. I'd, there's so much in this movie. There's this evil lady called Carrigan who inherits the mansion that the ghosts are living in. Is it from her dead father? Did I get that right? Yep. So are her and Casper brother and sister, or what? what's the deal? Oh. I thought Casper had died a long time ago. Yeah, I thought so oh. too. In the 40s okay. or something, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, right, and this guy just moved in and didn't <laughs> take anything out of the house. <laughs> I suppose so, yeah. I hadn't thought about that in particular. Or just bought it for a laugh. Well, I was a bit... We're getting into spoilers, so if you're into Casper and want to watch it, you know, don't listen to this first. But, okay, spoilers. Um, What the hell? So she gets this mansion inherited and she's mad about it? It's like a beautiful big house. And she doesn't know about the ghost. Like, once you get the ghost situation, surely you get a bit annoyed that they're ghosts there. But before that, she's like, oh, I just get a house. I just got a mansion on a huge cliff overlooking water. Yeah, she's a villain, Lonnie. That's the point. Yeah, she I'm, wants I'm money. Like the house. I want to give me a house, somebody. <laughs> she wants the treasure. <laughs> she does want the treasure. <laughs> Buried treasure. That's bloody classic plot line. Tried and true, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> Hasn't been done for a while. It was quite big, like, in the early 90s, I feel. When Maybe we're due for a Buried Treasure movie. Yeah, okay. Let's do it. Um... <laughs> But she walks into the house, right? And I think, is it her or is it Eric Idle who's like, what a dump? As she's walking into a massive ballroom? Yeah. Like, obviously, it needs a bit of work. But Yeah, it could do with a touch-up, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a dump. Unless she's got very high standards. 
Look, I feel like you're channeling your inner house hunters critic. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, a coat of paint, it'll be fine. <laughs> Shout out to Cameron Williams of our house hunters episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I did like the beginning when the two little boys were going into the house to get a photograph and that seemed kind of fun. And is that when you texted me, Dylan, and said that <laughs> you're, you're enjoying it? Yeah, solid solid start, solid 30 seconds or whatever it was, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the whole thing is then is that the house is haunted and she wants to, I guess she wants to sell it or at least have it without ghosts. Um, no, but, she wants the treasure. She wants the ghost out there so she can get to the treasure, Lonnie. Okay, sorry. She doesn't care about the house, remember? That's true. Okay, she wants the treasure, but the ghosts are in the way, and so they need to get rid of the ghost somehow. And there's a few different ways they do that, <laughs> and including a little Ghostbusters cinematic universe reference. I love oh, yeah. that. <laughs> I was here for it. <laughs> I wonder if they'll reference this at all in the new Ghostbusters that's coming out <laughs> this year or next year. Oh, Casper's due for a resurgence, so his fingers crossed, eh? And we're part of that, clearly. Um, mm. It took a while to get to Christina, though, for mine. What do you reckon, Dylan? Take that long. I mean, he had to set up the, the, the beautiful, bloody rich plot of this fucking villainess looking for a buried treasure and a, what's his name, Dibs? Yeah. Her British so. friend, yeah. subordinate, whatever he is. Cuck? I don't know. <laughs> But did, did, Sine, did you think that all that was set up for the villain and then once Casper and Christina are chatting, we forget about the villain? It is weirdly set up. It's weirdly structured. You don't really meet the heroes until like halfway through the first act, which is interesting. You sort of start off with the villain, so you're prepared for a redemption arc. We, that's how it would be structured today, I think. Mm. But I don't care. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm here for Casper and Christina Ritchie, okay? Also, I'll start by. It just took so long to get there. Um, and this is something we mentioned in the the last episode about um, Adam's Family Values, where you have a TV broadcast that just gives you the plot, like this, that gives you like a <laughs> good summary of what's happening. And in this one in particular, they called Christina um, her, his loner daughter. Do you think that was a bit rough from the from the body TV news to start calling her a loner? Oh, I mean, if the show fits. I mean, she kind of is, but, like, don't also talk to her through the school fence. <laughs> they went to where she was at school. And they're like, what do you think of your dad? Why is this news? <laughs> uh, we've, and we've got this these ghosts who are, like, unfinished business types. Did you think, what do you think of those sort of ghosts, um, Dylan? Well, I mean, that's fair enough, but what unfinished business do fucking Stretch, Fatso and Singy have? I've they weren't big enough dicks in life? <laughs> I've got that exact point. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that they just need to be a bit more of a dickhead for a while before they can go peacefully. Yeah, apparently, yeah. What's their deal, Sine? You're the defender here. Oh, God. Just because I liked the film doesn't mean I liked every single thing in the film. <laughs> okay, fair enough. The uncles, I don't know. I don't particularly care for them. Were you scared when they did the big jump scare over the shoulder, Sinead? Oh, God, yes. I, I was re-watching this going, yep, that terrified me, that terrified me, that terrified me as a child. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, none of that is scary. <laughs> um, it's funny that you like this because you don't like scary movies much at all, really. It's Casper, the friendly ghost. Okay. Yeah, bit it's of a stretch called a scary movie, Lonnie. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I'm just saying, it just generally, Sine isn't a huge fan of, of horror and scariness. 
And even as a kid, I don't think you were good at it. But I guess you were drawn in no, by Christina. No, I was Christina. terrified of the film when I was younger. <laughs> I'm what? just saying the rewatch is like. Uh, yeah. Okay. Know, been nostalgic for me. That's good. I don't know about you two, but the only thing I know about Maine is that Stephen King is from there and that he sets lots of these books and stories <laughs> there. So it was nice to have a little shout-out to him. Uh, but the, apparently the place called Friendship is a real town. Okay. What a weird name. Well, I mean, makes you want to move there, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess so. I'll go there, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But um, I just want to point out, first of all, the CGI for 1995, I think it holds up pretty good. Pretty good. I think so too. The fact that they're half see-through and cloudy helps a ton Mm. for it. But, hey, it works, it works, at least for the the four main ghosts, I think. The Bill Pullman ghost in the end, a little bit much, but, you know. Yeah, not as good as the other ghosts, but they were quite scary though still, so... Yeah. But yeah, Casper is quite iconic, isn't he? This film especially. I mean, I guess. <laughs> is he going to get cancelled though? That's 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 the big question. He's a bit of a creep, isn't he? I've got actually a section here called Casper is Creepy. Casper the Creepy Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just thought it was interesting as well. This is like the second film on a row where we've got Christina who's like the cool outsider girl with dark hair. And she's going up against the popular blonde girl. Um, do you think that's a bit unfair to all the nice blonde girls out there? No. Okay. Sinead, did you model <laughs> yourself on Christina Ritchie in this movie? <laughs> no. I just, I think the blondes have had it too good for too long. I think it's time <laughs> that we brunettes had a resurgence. And what do you think of her thumb ring, Sinead? I didn't notice the thumb ring. Yeah. Very did. 90s. Yeah, very 90s. <laughs> Casper uh, is a bit creepy. Um, here's, here's my thoughts I wrote down as he was pestering her as she was trying to get ready for bed. Mm-hmm. Just leave her alone, Casper. She's trying to get ready for bed. You've engineered all this to get her into your house. You're a bit creepy. That's it? Well, isn't it? I kind of feel like they formed a connection when he took her out for a fly. Um <laughs> And then they had a bit of a chat over looking at the lighthouse. but And then they got sort of a bit deeper, their connection. But then that sort of came after he'd already been, like, talking to her as if they were best buds. And then he goes and kisses her when she's asleep. On the cheek? I mean, I guess so. It was like a sweet tuck you into bed, give you a cheek kiss. Okay. Fair enough. And then he curled up on the end of the bed like a cat for some reason. <laughs> I did notice that. <laughs> Um, okay, it seems like Dylan's been lost in our connections, eh? I was wondering where he's gone. <laughs> Dylan, come back from the ghost void. <laughs> I'll um, just delete you. To delete him and then I'll wait back. Bloody hell, what happened there? Well, we were was, we was chatting away, man, then <laughs> we having a good time. Oh, no. Where are we picking up off from? Uh, what was the last bit you heard? Um, can't remember. Okay, we were just mentioning that Casper was a little bit creepy, but Sine was defending oh, yes. him, so we'll go from there, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll start us off again. I didn't hear Sine defending it, so because okay. I know I would have had thoughts about that. All right, <laughs> I'll, I'll bring you back in. Be back, okay? Okay. All right.
All right, Dylan's back. You just didn't hear us talking about Casper being a weird creep and kissing Christina. <laughs> so you thought that was okay, Sinead? No, I'm just saying that he only kissed her on the cheek in like a cute little tuck you into bed, kiss you on the cheek moment. True. Yeah. He's just trying to be a friend as well. I think perhaps we're looking at it through a different lens in 2021 and you know, through all the different sort of social upheaval we've had in terms of consent and Me Too, etc. Um but he's a little boy. He's not. He's not any more. Twelve than that. years old. Yeah, exactly. So. You know. Also, it's set up in the film. Casper's like, I really want a friend, and Christina Ritchie's like, I really want a friend, and then they become friends. True. All right. Fair enough. We're on, we're on board then. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah. Like, bit bit weird, but it's not. I'm saying creepy. I'm joking. I think it's just maybe he hasn't got many friends. He hasn't had friends for a long time. Clearly. All he does is get terrorised by his uncles. <laughs> Abused. Let's yeah, just basically. call a spade a spade. Yeah. Um, did you guys think it was weird when the, the teacher was just like deciding they'll have the um, disco at her house? Yes. <laughs> so I did not remember any of the side plot of her going to school. Oh, that was all new to me. I couldn't believe it was happening in front <laughs> of my eyes. I did not remember a single bit of it. <laughs> What did you remember? I I remember them dancing in the end, but I thought it was an empty room. I didn't think it was a, a full room. Mm. So, I don't know. I must have blocked it out. Isn't it funny what you remember? Yeah, yeah. Oh, i got something. I've got a Mandela effect coming up. I'll tell you about it soon, but yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so, now, did you like her dress that she wears at the end? No. It's hideous. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh my god, it's so beautiful. And Casper's like, yeah, it was my mother's. And she's like, mmm, okay, can yeah. I wear it? Like, firstly, why are you asking to wear it? It's his dead mother's dress. Like, well, she's not using it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, it's a fictional character, Lottie. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But doesn't she put it on over her clothes as well? Yeah, does she does. She... Put it over her jeans. Yeah, okay. Maybe it's magical or something. No, it was an ugly dress. That was in my notes too. Like, Jesus, awful dress. And it wasn't even like everyone else at the party is wearing like Halloween stuff and she's just in a dress. Like, Yeah, it's not a costume. Well, I was like, is she going to go as like an undead bride or like, you know. Which could have worked. Zombie bride or something. But Mm. no, she's just wearing a dress. It's like like she's like um, Lindsay Lohan in Mean Girls, not realising it's supposed to dress up for bloody Halloween. It's yeah, just like that. Up. It's just like that, okay? But she just went too hard into the costume. All when right. was the last time you've seen Mean Girls? It's been a while. It's been a while, to be honest. <laughs> um, Dylan, can you please explain to me what a Lazarus Pit is? And is this one of them? <laughs> I was, I was going to say that. So the Lazarus Pit, that's what uh, Batman's villain Rachel Ghoul uses uh, to bring him back to his youth. Rather, it's not really a life-giving pit. I mean, it is in some cases, but... He mostly just uses it to stay young. Um, yeah, they stole that, didn't they, pretty much? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I mean, maybe Batman is drawing upon, like, the Fountain of Youth, that sort of concept, I suppose. But yeah, calling it Lazarus Machine or whatever is, I mean, get that Bible reference and everything. But, yeah, it was a bit funny to see that. Yeah, obviously didn't get a cease and desist from Warner Brothers at any point. Clearly not, no. And did you think it was weird today when they've got, like, the secret button to open like to get the old machine working and stuff 
is hidden inside a book because I thought the room was already secret. Why keep it a second secret? Well, the thing about that, though, is that she finds it, right, and clicks it, and Casper's like, look, I did it. And she's like, hmm, yeah, no, not really, because I hear the button. <laughs> but then when they need to get out of there, Casper just flips the book open and clicks it. So he knew it was there all along. Yeah. So why didn't he touch it? Yeah, I mean, it's a bit convenient when he starts to remember stuff and when he doesn't. Like, he was just sitting on that Lazarus pit for a, for a good long time, wasn't he? <laughs> Yeah, what's the process there? You lose your memory when you're dead, but the reason you're still a ghost is because you have unfinished business. <laughs> so what's the point of staying sticking around if you don't know your business that's unfinished? Maybe mm. that's like the eternal curse of being a ghost, Lonnie. I guess so. That's what Bill Pullman was helping them do. Mm. But had he actually done that before? What did you, you, you read on that, Dylan? Yeah, I thought he was uh, a bit of a scam artist, wasn't he? Because he was surprised when he saw actual real ghosts. He was scared shitless. No. Like, what What did he think he was doing this whole time? Just pretending? I don't know. What does that mean to you, Sine? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't thought about that one. I thought he was just a paranormal-like investigator in this mm. universe where that was quite common. Because um, if you're in the universe that has Ghostbusters, then you know that <laughs> ghosts exist, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not wrong, yeah. I guess but, so, but yeah, right. He he's so scared when he sees it, and like even Casper, like if, if you're a guy who's been a therapist to ghosts for many years now, enough like with enough notoriety to get on TV about it, like you chat to him first, then get scared if they're scary, wouldn't you? I think it was sad though because like the whole point that he became an investigator was to find his dead wife, right? Who he thought was a ghost <laughs> because she had unfinished business. Turns out she didn't have any unfinished business and she's just become an angel. Mm. So big F you to Kat and the dad then. She didn't really care and just went, all right, see you guys, I'm off. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? Like he's dedicated his whole life trying to find his dead wife as a ghost and she, was, she wasn't the ghost. And theoretically she could have come and told him that at any point? At any point. <laughs> just Rather than have him uproot uh, his daughter over and over again. Moving to place to place, trying to find her. Yeah. yeah. Get her on TV, being called a loner. Just drop in soon, mum. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was judging Amy. Did you, you recognise her, Sine? I did. Amy Brennan. Yeah, and she's married to the director, Brad Sibling. So, mm -hmm. you know, a bit of bit behind-the-scenes gossip there for you, Dylan. Uh, yeah, righto, righto. The classic Helena Bonham Carter special. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, the plot sort of goes around circles for a little bit, but eventually there's like, yeah, there's a big machine that can bring you back to life and, and kill if you're dead and whatever, if you're a ghost. And so there's like, it just evolves into a couple of scenes where everyone's just trying to kill each other. That was a lot darker than I expected for this movie. Yeah, and also it's a bit weird. Like, I don't understand the physics of it. Like, does it bring your dead corpse back to the machine or is there just another one of your dead corpses lying around while you're still alive, it's boggles the mind. I can't get over it. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Couldn't <laughs> there be two of you around, wouldn't there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Good way to fake your death. <laughs> and do you, what, how do you come back? Like if you died, you know, and they chopped your arm off, would you come back with your whole body or would you come back as if, as you were before you died? Oh, my goodness. Well, well wouldn't. Well, yeah, someone no. comes back normally. Yeah, I was going to say, wouldn't he have been, like, smashed to bits? <laughs> yeah, true. You come back, like, 100%, I guess. And I think, you know, 
I'll admit, towards the end, I was a little bit sleepy. I don't think I fell asleep, but, you know. This is happening a lot, Lonnie. I'm hearing this a lot. I had a big day yesterday, Dylan. I had a big day. Okay. So, what happened in the scenes before he was singing karaoke? Nothing. He just kept playing karaoke, singing karaoke at a bar. Is that right? Yeah, they they took him out. The uncles took him out. Right. They tricked him about seeing his wife before that, but that's that's all I can remember. Yeah, yeah. okay. Thank you, Sine, for that, because I'm not going crazy then. No. Here's my question. You've got a, a 12-year-old daughter or a 13-year-old daughter who's having a disco from the school at your house. Why aren't you there helping out, mate? She's fine. I she mean, wants to have a couple cold ones with the boys, bro. <laughs> What's your issue? I think he's a bad dad. I think that's my issue. <laughs> Well, yes, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Ultimately, it comes down to Casper's like, oh, I can come back to life because of there's like this one little bit of a potion. Um, but unluckily, her dad has also died and has come back as a ghost. I'm guessing his unfinished business is his wife slash looking after his daughter. That, that he can't remember, yeah. But he can't remember it. But wouldn't you that indicate that everyone comes back as a ghost if they've... Got a kid or something? Like, well, Dibs didn't. <laughs> Clearly not. Guess he didn't have any unfinished business. He was happy going out like he did. Well, you want to get away from his own boss, wouldn't you, if you were him? I mean, I guess. I didn't know who that was, that lady who played Carrigan. I had to look it up because I swore I'd seen her before. She's bloody Jake Lamont's wife in Raging Bull. Yeah, much earlier than this movie, hey? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So that was nice. Mm. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Uh, but yeah, very conveniently, people just happen to die for the plot when they need to <laughs> at the end. And then it comes down to will Casper come back as a, as a real boy or will um, we give it to her dad? Did you think that was like an interesting question that just sort of was solved quite quickly today? Yeah, and I also don't think that was the central theme of the film. Like, I don't know. I. Oh, she's she stumped. It's not perfect, Sine. <laughs> I never said it was perfect. I'm just saying that I think, I, I don't know, did Casper really want to come back to life? I thought that was more his dad's thing because his dad mm. was classified insane or whatever because he missed mm. his son so much and tried to bring him back. Seemingly had an already fully functioning Lazarus machine, so I don't know why he didn't rush his son in there quickly before he got taken away to the asylum. It's not like he was halfway through doing the work of building the machine. 
It was ready to go. Yeah, because all the all the parts were there. Yeah. Just had to put them in. Yeah, the potion was ready to go. She was good. <laughs> but I don't know if Casper himself had fin- unfinished business. Didn't he yeah, he said he. Dad? Yeah, he said he didn't want his dad to be lonely. So he knew he knew his dad was there, but didn't know he was building the machine or went in to go into it when it was done. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's some interesting <laughs> questions there. I don't know that the plot holds up under scrutiny. <laughs> no, fair enough. <laughs> but you're right today. The the central dramatic question isn't will Casper become a real boy again. It's basically I don't think that's ever raised. No, I think it's that's true. Who and in the third act is oh yeah, this is what we've been building towards, guys. Mm. And you're like, have we? <laughs> I mean, I think there's not really a, a central dramatic question, which might be an issue with the film overall. But, yeah, he wants a mate, and then he gets a mate, and then that's kind of cool. They're happy, I think. Um, and, you know, they don't even talk about the fact, like, he's 12 forever and she's still going to grow up, you know, even though they're friends, eventually she'll be older than him and have to move away. Like, all that stuff is just not addressed. The thing about the house and the mansion and who's going to sell it, they sort of lose that. It just sort of becomes a bit of a madcap adventure towards the end of this happens and this happens and this happens. Um, but then eventually he does come back because of <laughs> judging Amy, Angel. Um, she only gets him until 10pm though. For like, Rude. I guess, 10 minutes or so, right? Because they get one dance. <laughs> and a kiss. Thanks for sneaky kissing, mate. Come on. What's he say there? Like, can I keep you? Oh, yeah. Because that's what he said when he was a ghost, when yeah. he kissed her on the cheek. Yeah. It was a callback, Lonnie. It was sweet. <laughs> I think um, Sinead's like, you're, you're engaging with the vibes and the scent of the <laughs> rather than the plot, which was Dylan and I are focusing on. Yes, definitely. Because my next question is, who put up the decorations and the lights and the disco floor for the party? Did they have a little working party before they actually started dancing? I don't know. Maybe the uncles did it. Yeah, okay. Well, I thought I the about- just the kids and the teacher would have done it. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're just like... Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I talk about some good things about the film? Because at the moment you're just shitting on Casper and yeah, I just I like know. to... Yeah, I know. I think I've got through my gripes and then now we can talk about good stuff. Okay. Can I just say, I agree with Dylan, CGI of Casper himself, mm. incredible. He's so, like, expressive and emotive there were 25 animators who worked on this. Oh, it's got more CGI than Jurassic Park. <laughs> These are my fun facts I've brought. Dang. He's like perfect. I, I didn't have that cringe of watching bad CGI and being like, that doesn't hold up. The, what's her name? Carrigan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awful ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't like her. She looks like something out of a weird, like Tim Burton 2D animated thing. Mm. And Bill Pullman's ghost is also awful. So oh, they must ugh. have put like all the budget into Casper and the uncles and then gone, yeah. oh crap. <laughs> None left for the others. But like the biggest thing that I think is incredible is Christina's performance. This is the Christina Chronicles after all. Mm-hmm. That it is. For most of the film, she's acting against like a clay mannequin. So they knew where it would be. She's got some rando on set reading the lines. She's got nothing to act off, and yet she's, like, so genuine and innocent and youthful. Yeah. She's so engaging the whole way through, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, her bloody she back must be sore from fucking carrying the movie, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and I, I said that too, Dylan, and she's so watchable. And mm. she's not given much to, like, for her range in this, but she's quite young still, and it's a kid's movie. 
and even when it becomes like just as I said, like a man cup adventure, like running from here to do this and then running to this part, she's still great. And so now you've got a like acting background. What an active listener and active performer she is when she performs, don't you reckon? She actually said in an interview that this movie was one of the most demanding um, movies she did physically because she had to be on the ball all the time and know exactly where the ghost was supposed to be and which shot and what he was going to be doing at the same time and, like, how engaged and switched on Mm. she had to be on set. And so I think it's, yeah, translated into her performance, definitely. Yeah, really had to have that at the forefront when she's performing, clearly. But even when she's against human actors, she still... Like, she acts and reacts the whole time, and it's just so believable. Yeah, totally. Oi, oi, hey, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) We love ourselves some Christina. Oh, yeah, no, she's been been great in everything she's been in so far. Have you two seen the picture of the voice actor of um, Casper of recent (laughs) years? Well, I was shocked. Yeah, the one on Wikipedia. Yeah, I'll send it to you now, Dylan. Have a look. It's uh, confronting. Oh, no. Talk about sexual awakenings. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Have a look, Dylan. I see him. <laughs> Malachi Pearson, hello. He's yeah. made some choices in his life. Been living off that sweet Casper money all these years. <laughs> oh, yeah. I found it interesting that Devin Sawyer, who turns up, like, in the film, didn't voice Casper at all. Yeah, so what's the feeling there? Is that is Malachi... Like not pretty enough or something? Is no, that so what happened was the guy who did the voice acting was too young to appear as Casper in the film. Oh. He was only like eight or something and they needed someone who was around like 12, 14. Yeah. And so Christina Ritchie had worked with Devon on another film and so she recommended him. And so he literally just comes in for this like 10-minute scene, <laughs> says so one line, <laughs> and then you never hear from him again. And he's the one who gets all the cred and all the, yep. the girls, buddy. Yeah. Because, like, the voice acting for Casper is perfect. Like, he just nails that sort of, like, innocent. He's got, like, such a sadness to him. Mm. I don't know. It's, like, such a great performance. And then Devin gets all the credit. (laughs) (laughs) Rough. Dylan, you mentioned the uh, Nelson Mandela effect before. What's that happening? What's, What's going on? So, when he turns into a human... For some reason, I distinctly remember him turning into Macaulay Culkin. Oh. <laughs> All right. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why. I know I watched this in Pagemaster a lot, so I might have gotten some crossed wires or something possibly. But I could I swear, like someone's, someone's updated the Netflix movie, I swear. As in you thought Macaulay Culkin was the actor? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like I thought when he turned into a human, bloody Macaulay Culkin gets out on that dance floor, starts dancing with Christina Ritchie, gives a little smooch, the whole shebang. I mean, blonde 90s kid, yeah, you're kind of forgiven. It's a safe bet to yeah. think of Macaulay. <laughs> so when you watched it last night, Bill, were you just freaking out because it wasn't what was in your memory? Yeah, I was like, what, who the fuck's this? <laughs> That's not my boy. <laughs> What's happening? Oh, wow. But you know, he's pretty good, you know. He doesn't do anything. He just walks in and then... Oh, he looks handsome. That's all he needs to do. Is he, though? Uh, Well, I don't want to get too into it because he (laughs) was 12. (laughs) He was a child at the time, yes. Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) But he he was a handsome young boy. Dad didn't sound right. 
Cut that out. <laughs> Don't like that. <laughs> I think it was the young that got me there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Too specific, Dylan. Yes, yes. Um, but you're saying for you, Sinead, not doing it? No. Ne- never never did it for me. Okay, you're into ghosts. All right. <laughs> no, ghosts. I think I was just so, like, Casper's so sweet and, like, you get so used to him and you forget he's a ghost. He just looks like, I don't know, he's like any other character. And then when he becomes real, you're kind of like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> did you imagine something better, Sinead? Is that, I think, did I you know. imagine get too excited? I think I imagined some likeness, mm. like between the oh. ghost and the actor. Like the Big facial headed bald boy. But like you know, the uncles. There's like one who's like skinny and tall, and one who's like mm. stouter. I, I'm kind of envisaging that that's kind of what they look like in real life. Mm. So I was kind of hoping that a bit of Casper's physicality was taken from the actor, and it's possible mm. that it was, but it's just a different actor that ended up doing it. <laughs> well, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. He's just a, a guy, isn't he? He's not really Casper. Can I run you guys through some some fun facts Please, I've to got try some. try and convince you of some good things about the film? Please, I've oh, got yeah. some reviews and I've got some Casper in general facts as well, but I want your fun facts first. Okay, here's my fun facts. There's a breakfast machine in the film. Mm-hmm. I love a breakfast machine. <laughs> it's very similar to Flubber yes. where they have the breakfast <laughs> machine. So you get points for that. It has... Every set is a practical set that they would have had to build. You're not on the back lot somewhere. You're in this massive mansion, which, interestingly, was the same location where the Backstreet Boys shot their music video for Backstreet's Back All Right in the Casper Mansion, guys. Wow. I'm having so much fun. That's a fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen that, that, but I'll watch it. Go watch it now today. That's okay. But they had to build, like, the, the chair, the Up and Atom machine. Mm. They built all that. <laughs> they built this thing on rails. Everything's, like, practical. There's a bubbling pit of water. The whole, like, scenes in the basement are essentially filmed like a theatre production because you're just back in this wide shot because you can, like, mm. use all the set. I know. I thought that was good. I think that's cool. I also just keep away those um the razors from through that machine. Not, not safe. Not good. No, not good at all. <laughs> There's a cameo from Mel Gibson. And Clint Eastwood. We haven't spoken about that. Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, the man, Rodney Dangerfield, yeah. yeah. So do you know how that occurred? I don't know. I'm I'm assuming Rodney Dangerfield loves Casper because he's in a spirited beginning. He's the mayor. Mm -hmm. So I guess he likes him for some reason. (laughs) What's the real reason, Sinead? So with the other two, Steven Spielberg produced Casper and he promised... Mel Gibson and Clint Eastwood, if they came in to do a little cameo, that he would also do one too. And so they're like, oh, all right, we'll do it. But his cameo was removed from the final cut of the film. (laughs) So I don't know what happened between Spielberg and Mel Gibson and Clint Eastwood after that. I'm assuming they had a terrible falling out and uh, never forgave each other. But I don't know. Do you know why why was Stevens taken out? Not good enough? Um. Here's a quote from the director. You're not the strongest of the group. Oh. 
harsh. Apparently Stephen was sort of relieved. He felt compelled to do the cameo since he had asked for favours, but he's not an actor. Doing mm. the cameo, he was nervous as anything. It's just Casper, saying he's shit at acting, isn't it? Yeah, it's just Casper, though. So. It's not fucking Citizen Kane, mate. Jesus. <laughs> it's not Paddington 2. Come on. <laughs> anyway, I just thought, I don't know. Yes, the plot's a bit messy and muddled and, yeah, some of the effects aren't quite right, but it's got a good feeling. It's charming and it's, like, nice and... Casper's just a sweet little boy who died too soon, you know. Well, that's true. That is true. But uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. The score, we haven't touched on that. No. Mm. Chef's Kiss. Chef's like Kiss. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was good. Like, especially when he's telling the story about how he died and he's remembering that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great stuff. Very emotional. The composer very... said that they were using some of the more fairy tale elements of the story mm. to inspire the music. Yeah. I think that comes through. Yeah, absolutely. Loved it. I've got two reviews here. One that is kind of more on Dylan and, and my side, and one that's more <laughs> like you, Sine. Okay. Um, Roger Ebert, friend of the show, who we always quote, uh, he said that the story is more or less what you'd expect, and there is only so much you can do with the relationship between a little girl and a ghost. But he was super keen on the special effects, and he kind of liked that the story had a uh, had a bit more going for it, especially in terms of, you know, little boys died too soon and wanting a friend. Like, he liked those elements, which I, I think I did too, to be honest. It gave it a little bit more heart and a little bit more darkness than just, hey, here's a wacky ghost, you know. Um, however, on Rotten Tomatoes, overall it's got 50%, just straight down the middle. Um, it says overall consensus is it's a Miranda... A meandering, mindless family movie that frequently resorts to special effects in transparent sappiness. Um, and to go a little bit deeper, Desson Howe from the Washington Post said this. As far as most kids are concerned, if it has pictures in a soundtrack, it's a great movie. But to the parents who must escort them, I say this. If you must see Casper at all, for example, your children are over-insistent or close relatives worked on the production, wait for the video. Harsh, I reckon, from Desson. Quite yeah, harsh. A bit, a bit harsh. I think Dylan rough. had some um, some user reviews as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got a couple here. So this is from Anonymous. Three-star review. Casper is a friendly ghost. <laughs> yep. Nailed it. Was that you, Sine? You being Anonymous there? <laughs> That's me, yeah. Found my review. <laughs> and then I've got one from Deborah, uh, which I believe was three stars as well for this one add a grandparent i thought it was cute however some questionable language was inappropriate for kids really was the word bitch necessary (laughs) they do go quite hard into her don't they i mean she was though wasn't she let's face it i mean talking back about it you could just really cut that fucking villain plot out couldn't you I didn't know it was there. To be, I thought it was just like they turned up at the house and there's a ghost. I thought yeah. that was the plot. I didn't realise there was all this other stuff going on. Hey, and it could have been. It could have easily been mm. unnecessary. <laughs> Trim the fat, Casper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want guys want some Casper facts? Yeah, yeah, hit me, please. Um, as Dylan mentioned before, it's kind of maybe it was the one we were talking anyway. 
there's a bunch of cartoon shorts in the 1940s and 50s. Um, and then there's a few comics and a few TV shows along the way. Um, and generally speaking, it seems like Casper is just a ghost. They don't either he's a ghost who's got ghost parents and he's oh. a ghost all along, or they just don't mention the fact that maybe he was, you know, alive at some point. Um, so I think in that sense, he's generally more of like a spirit rather than like a dead human ghost. Mm. And there's a funny, oh, there's been TV shows since as well. There's a funny quote here from Wikipedia. It says, um, these films, meaning the ones that have come after um, the real Christina, the Christina Casper, these films are often referred to as being, quote, prequels to the 1995 feature, citation needed, despite the fact that they heartily, they heartily contradict the feature and do not appear to even take place in the same universe. Like now, it says citation needed there, but I don't think anyone needs to cite that. I don't think we need to get someone in to watch all the films and see if they really align. Let it be. Just put that there. Sometimes there'll be citation, not required, but say what you want. No, well, I think Spirit of Beginning, yeah, was in a different town, as far as I can remember, because I used to watch that a lot when I was a kid. Why, Dylan? Uh, I don't know. I used to watch this too. Jesus. I don't know why I watch shit. I used to watch Phantom Menace nonstop as well and Batman Forever. Leave me alone. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I thought you liked Batman Forever. You mentioned that the days how much you liked it. I know, I know. I need to go back and watch it, I think, because I thought I liked this too. Jesus. <laughs> um, so you're saying overall, Dylan, you didn't like it. Is that right? I don't think so. I don't think so. I remember watching this. I think I watched all the live-action Casper movies. So this, Spirit of Beginning, Casper and Wendy, Hilary Duff. Yeah, that happened. Do you know about that one's name? No, I'm surprised I didn't because I'm a huge Hilary Duff fan. And, yeah, apparently straight to straight to VHS, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think all of them are. And then the two animated ones. I remember liking Haunted Christmas. I used to watch that. Fuck me, I think I liked Casper a lot when I was a kid, eh? Because <laughs> I remember watching that a lot too. That had, like, Jimmy Neutron animation as well. So mm. pretty bad, yeah. It was pretty good. And Casper Scare Skill, no, not interested in that. So, Dylan, are you saying that you know for sure that these don't take place in the same universe? Yeah, I think Spirit of Beginning definitely doesn't because I think it's in a completely different town and the house is located just in town, not even on a hill. Right. Yeah, be weird. Well, it sounds As like... I said, his uncles aren't even his uncles. Yeah, they're just other guys, are they? Yeah. Just other ghosts, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you need to go on Wikipedia and try and update that citation needed for me, man. I think it's too much effort. I think people can just live in mis- mystery, to be honest. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to say, Snay, to sum this up? No, I'm disappointed you didn't like it, Dylan. Uh, but that's okay. It's not your favourite movie of all time. I think you'll get over it, Snay. <laughs> Come on. At least I like Paddington. True, true. Beggars can't be choosers. Exactly, exactly. You Where did you land on it, Lonnie? Um... So I can kind of see both your points. I think it was a bit muddled, took a while to get where I was going, and I've had a few little notes about the what's going on between Casper and, and Christina. But overall, it was quite nice. I think if you're a kid especially, you'd be like amazed at the animation and you wouldn't get so annoyed at the, the plot. Nah. Uh, that, that sort of the reasons that we don't like the plot sort of being a bit laggard in places. But, yeah, I think... It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. (laughs) 
I can see why you would have liked it today as a as a young'un, I think. As a young'un? Yeah, you, you just want a little friend, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's a nice little friend, you know? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so we don't normally do a Get Amongst It on the Christina Chronicles because pretty much what we're saying to Get Amongst is <laughs> the movie. Yeah, Christina in general. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But I'm kind of putting you on the spot here today, but is there anything you've been sort of getting amongst recently you want to tell the listeners about? Oh, God. Um, I've been watching Superstore to try to fill the hole in my heart that was left by Shit's Creek. Oh, hello. And it's not working. <laughs> So maybe don't get amongst Superstore. <laughs> What's wrong with Superstore? Nothing's wrong with it. It's just, it's fine. It's just it, not as good. Is it fine like Casper's fine or is it fine as in better than Casper? It's it's taken a lot from The Office oh. and in terms of like characters, character types maybe. Mm. A bit of copy and paste going on. Yeah, just not the soul of Shit's Creek, you know. <sighs> we know, <laughs> we know. Jesus. <laughs> Maybe just get amongst Shit's Creek again. <laughs> Maybe that's my message. That's just like a that's a standing item. Just get amongst Shit's Creek. Oh, I made yeah. cookies last night. Maybe maybe get amongst some cookies. <laughs> cookies. <laughs> what type are they? So they what type of cookies? Um. Well. Funny you should ask, Lonnie. I um, bought some of the new caramel baking chips, Ooh. and so I made some cookies with caramel chips in them. Highly recommend. Okay. Get amongst caramel. Caramel, if you want to sponsor <laughs> me, I'm here. All right. Well, we did one get amongst it, but you're giving us three. That's pretty good. Okay, sorry. I was just giving like a, a, <laughs> a wide array to appeal to everyone in your audience. Right. Okay, anything else you want to get amongst? Is that it? Oh, oh, our podcast. Yes. We should probably promote that. Totally. I only like you in movies. We're the people that only like each other in movies on there. So what's that podcast about, Sine? Um, We just talk about the movies. <laughs> You're really selling it there. But we're f- we're, f- <laughs> we're fun-, fun and I forget the names of things sometimes and Lonnie gets mad at me about that and then... I don't and know. Sine does little things. songs. And... Yeah, sometimes do a little song. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, um, we've got a little mention of that in our show notes so you can get amongst that there. Uh, thank you for listening. We're on the socials. Please give us a review and a rating. And Dylan, do you think it'd be good if they could spread the word, the listeners? I mean, go all right, yeah. I'd, I'd cough it, yeah. Go on. Tell your mates, <laughs> tell your parents, tell your cousins, tell your uncles, tell everyone. That's <laughs> right. Um, until next time, I miss you, Christina. Oh, I miss you, Christina. Being a better movie next time. I miss you too, Christina. And we miss you, Sine. Oh, we do. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Oh, and thanks, Mark, for the, for the theme oh, song. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Legend theme song. Good job. Yay. I was just staring at it. I didn't even say it. <laughs> even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.